didn't really contemplate um, this message even um, coinciding with Veterans Day, but I thought, you know, what a bet, what a great time to continue springing forward on that. Because God does build a people. He builds a man. He builds a nation. He's looking for a people to which he can really show himself strong. And when we look at God building people, we, we never seem to consider ourselves as the person that God is wanting to use. We think of it, oh, it being um, Bob or can it be... It could be uh, Sally. It could be anybody else. But we never think of it about it. Uh, never really think about it in terms of being ourselves. That God is wanting to build me to do something great in my city, something great in my home. And oftentimes, when we think of greatness, we think of well, maybe it's a pulpit ministry because you know if I'm in the pulpit, I'll be able to be, you know be the greatest thing since sliced bread or whatever it may be. But see, God is just one not wanting to just build. Um, a great minister. He's wanting to build a great people. And when he gives us ministries, he gives it with the purpose of building a community. He wants to build this city. He wants, he wants to breathe. He wants to bring the hunger of God back to this city. And I believe God is wanting to bring a hunger back to the city of Porterville for the things of God. This city needs a revival. This city needs you. This city needs a people that won't, won't buck back, won't, won't, won't shrink back, won't, won't be afraid to, to step up. I mean, if you think of, uh, of Scripture in the New Testament, we always talk about being a good soldier. Scripture talks about being a good soldier. And yeah, I'm going to tell you, so God doesn't, doesn't pick, pick them the way we normally would pick them. And like I said, we, we, we don't see ourselves as being that mighty man of God or that mighty woman of God. Let's open our Bibles to 1 Samuel. First Samuel chapter 16. I'm going to springboard from a place where um, Saul, Samuel, well, just kind of just to build the story up a little bit. Saul had not fulfilled his obligations as being a leader. God chose him. God chose, hand chose Saul. But Saul didn't go all the way out for God. Saul is an example to you and I if we go part way. Saul is an example of what happens when a man or a woman just decides that they're only going to go halfway with God. And the result of that is losing the anointing that is on his life. It's losing the voice that he has. It's losing the impact that he has. In fact, if anything, if you look at Saul, it's an example of what not to do. Our lives should not be reflected, should not reflect or be reflective of God not being able to do something for us. It should reflect of what happens when a man or a woman follows God wholeheartedly. When he or she decides that he's not going to be part way, that he's going to go all the way with God. And when I say God doesn't choose them the way everybody else chooses them, um, I'll bring the, I'll bring us back full circle to that because I would like, I would use Gideon as a great example of that. Because Gideon was hiding in a wine press when God called him. And God called him out. He said, God, he called him a mighty man of valor. Mm-hmm. 
a man hiding in a wine press, a man afraid, a man of, 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 of becoming what God, or just not know sure what was going on with his nation, saw in everything the situation, he said, well, you, God calling you a mighty, why are you calling me a mighty man of valor? And here God is calling his people, his mighty people of valor. He's saying to you today to rise up and be who I called you to be. I said, God is calling us to rise up, to be what he's called us to be. And we cannot be what God called us to be in a, in a, in a mode of just being incomplacent. But most of us don't realize what the marching orders are. Most of us don't understand what it is to walk closely with God because maybe we didn't, we didn't see it modeled to us. Maybe we didn't have it in the home growing up. Now, our kids see us go to church, and to some degree, they see some sort of modeling of that. But what do you do when you don't have that model? And so when we look at David, we, look at a, 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 we, we see somebody who God is preparing to put in a position that one day he would lead a nation. God is putting in this church leaders, people that will one day lead this city. Do you hear what I said? God is putting in a people. He's putting a spirit inside of the people in this local body that are going to lead this city. And you go, well, I don't feel like I'm called. I don't feel like I'm called to do that. I'm telling you right now, it's not about how you feel. It's not about how you think. God is taking up is picking is he's picking up a people god is in the people building business did you know that are you aware of that did you know that when you came to church today that god's purpose for you was not so that you could just warm a seat god's purpose was for your life was so that you could become what god called you to be which would be the greatest thing that you would ever could imagine well, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to go in the ministry so I can be the, the best preacher. No, God doesn't use pride. God uses, God uses the people that, that are just solely sold out and just will do what he tells them to do. Not there to just build an image, not so they can get a lot of likes or a lot of followers. God is wanting to build people. God is into building people. And over here in first Samuel chapter 16, <coughs> God and the Lord, God, first Samuel 16, verse one. And the Lord said unto Samuel, how long wilt thou mourn over Saul, seeing that I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thy horn with oil and go, I will send thee to to the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king amongst his sons. So the man of God was mourning because he realized that, that, that Saul had been rejected. It grieved him, but he knew that it took place. And verse 2, And Samuel said, How can I go if Saul hears it? He will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with thee, say I, and come to the sacrifice to the Lord. And, and, and verse 3, And call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do, and thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I, shall, whom I name unto thee. Verse 4, and Samuel did what the Lord spake. 
and came to Bethlehem, and the elders of the towns trembled at his coming, and said, Comest thou in peaceably? Comest thou peaceably? And he said, Peaceably I come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. And in verse 6, And it came to pass, when they were come, they looked unto Eliab, and he said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Look not on his countenance or the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as a man seeth for, for a man, looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Verse 8, Then Jesse called Abad, Abadad and made him pass before Samuel, and he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this man. Then Jesse, then Jesse made Shemath to pass by. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. And again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel chose, said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these. And Samuel said unto thee, Jesse, are there any? And here are all thy children. He said, There remaineth yet one youngest. And, and behold, he, cometh, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him. For we will not sit down till he come hither. And he said, and he sent and, the, and brought him in. Now he was ruby and with all beautiful countenance, and looked goodly to uh, and looked goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for he, for this is he. God takes people that are doing what God told him, but sometimes they're not doing what you think they should be doing. Here we see David working, tending to his father's sheep, doing, following the task that would seem utterly boring, utterly mundane, but it was the job that God used to train him. Yes. It, was the God that, it was the job that God would use to raise him up. Yes. It was, see, many times we have a job that we're doing and we look at it as like a boring job, but God is using that job. To help you. God's never going to give you a job that's going to that hurt you. It's, going to, it's there to build something up on the inside of you. It's there to add to you. It's not there to take away. Your career, your job should never be the one that takes away from the things of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? There's no such thing as a promotion that's going to just keep you out of the, out of the body of Christ. It's going to keep you from church on Sundays. That's going to keep you out of church, period, so that you can't be planted in the house. There's never going to be a job that God's going to put in your hands that's going to, that's going to bring hardship to you and your family. Because God isn't a building of people. I'm not saying jobs don't come without challenges. The challenges are there to build you up, not there to tear you down. Challenges, we look at challenges as a wrong thing as versus, oh, I don't know why I'm going through this. How about start looking at your challenges as a place of where God's going to define you? Where you learn how to come up with answers. Where you learn to be what God called you to be. Where you stop learning to be fearful and start being more confident of what God created in you. And what God's already doing inside of you. Because God is building a people. God is building a man. God is not just building weaklings. God is building warriors. And God just chooses a little boy hanging out, feeding sheep. A boy. A boy. Hallelujah. 
And then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David. And from that day forward, Samuel rose up and went to Ramon. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Where did that spirit of the Lord come on? It came on David. It left Saul and went unto David. And an evil spirit from the... See, whatever you leave, whatever you walk from, when you walk, the Spirit of the Lord was on, on Saul, but when he walked from God, he walked from that presence of God. And whenever something is vacated, something's got to fill it. Something's got to fill it. When you walk away from God, something's got to fill that empty void. And here the scripture talks about an evil spirit that came over to, that came over to Saul. Whatever you don't do right, it leaves an open door for an opportunity for an evil spirit to come in. Yeah. And many people for, think that just because they don't do the right thing, that they're okay. That just, just means, well, I just didn't do anything. No, it just means you left an enemy, you've left an opportunity for the enemy to step on in. And like I said, sometimes doing what's right doesn't always feel good, but it feels great when you've done it. Because you know you did the right thing. You know you told the truth you were supposed to tell the truth. You, you, you know you did your job to your best ability. Because God will anoint you to do what God has called you to do. There is nobody more anointed to do the job that, than, than what God called you to do. I, I, I cannot be Pedro. I, I certainly cannot be half of you because God didn't call me to be you. He called me to be me. Why? Because there is an anointing on your life to do what God called you to do. And so when we see these things, we, we ask ourselves, is there a point in my life where I need to start making a turn, a pivot, a change? So that I can learn to follow the, the, the will of the Father. Now, Paul, now, Saul didn't know what to do, but his servant kind of had an idea of what to do. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold now the evil spirit from the, that troubleth thee, and, and let the Lord now command thy servant, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is cunning to play, a cunning player of, of harp. And it shall come to pass that when this evil spirit from God is upon thee. Now, realize, I'm going to tell you something. They always thought things were from God because they had no revelation. Of that there was an evil one that they were contending with. No understanding that there was a devil. No understanding that there was, they were dealing with a demonic opposing force. There was no understanding that Satan had fallen. Do, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying here? And so they shall play, he shall play with his harp and he, and he shall play well. And Saul said unto his servant, provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. Then answered one of the servants, said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, a Bethlehemite. He is cunning and plain, and a mighty, valiant man, a man of war, and prudent in matters, and a, com and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse, said, Send me David thy son, which keepeth the sheep. So God provided David with an avenue to get close to the throne. One minute, he's anointed king, and next thing you know, they're looking for the man. People are drawn to the anointing. Where the anointing at, the people are drawn. People see the anointing that's on David. They are drawn to the anointing that's on David. 
when there's an anointing on your life, when you're walking with God, people will be drawn to you. Customers will be drawn to you. Promotion will be drawn to you. God will put you in a place, in a position of power because God is needing godly men, godly women in such a time as this. Now more than ever, God is needing men and women of God to rise up in the ranks through the church, to come into a city and take that city over. I'm telling you right now, God is raising up leaders in this church. Say, I am a leader in this city. Now, we may not all be leaders in the church, but God prepares us in the most ridiculous places. It could be cleaning a toilet. It could be working a sound booth. It could be being an usher. It could be whatever. It could be just being whatever God called you to be that, that God will raise you up there. And here, here he is. All he's doing is just tending to his father's sheep. And that job pre- prepared him. I'm saying it. I'm going to say it a couple. You know, one thing I always say, if I say something more than once during a service, it's not because I didn't understand what I just said. I'm saying it because it was important. I'm hoping that this morning that some of you become pregnant with what I'm telling you. It's my hope that you'll latch on to what I'm saying and that you catch what I'm saying. Those of you who are watching right now, that you catch what I'm saying. Because right now, God is looking for people that are putting in themselves in the position to catch what God has. You may have come in tired. You may have come weary. You may have come in sleepy. But my, my prayer this morning is that you catch it. That you catch. That you catch it. That you, that you woke up and that you didn't get up at the, to use the bathroom at the, right, at, the, at the wrong time. I'm saying that right, right now because nobody's moving. I've got to use the bathroom. No, there's times where sitting still and not moving and, and catching what God has could propel you into what God, God has for your future. But we've got to honor what God is putting before us. We've got to honor it. We've got to, we like, I, we've got to treat it like it is the best thing that he, like, it is like, it is your coat of many colors. It is your favor. It is your dreams. It is your hopes. It is your wishes. But we don't wish. We have faith. Right? It's your deepest heart's desires. And so wherefore Saul sent this messenger Jesse and said unto, sent, sent David unto me, which is a sheep. And Jesus took up, uh, verse 20, and Jesse took up an ass and laid it, uh, laid him with bread and bottle of wine and a kid and sent them unto David and his son unto Saul. And, and David came to Saul and stood before him and he loved him greatly and he became his armor bearer. God puts, put, put the anointed, the new anointed right next to him because he was something missing on him. So he had to get the substitute to get close in order for him Boy, it's a very interesting scenario. Sometimes we, we live wrong and we think wrong and we don't understand why we're so grieved half the time, why we're so depressed. Because we're, we're, we're living a life away from the anointing. We're allowing that evil to have a voice in our lives. We're, we're depressed and we're sad because we've given place to the devil. We've allowed the evil one to have a voice. And all he's going to do is tell him, you're not going to make it. You can't do it. You'll never succeed. You'll never get over on this. 
His job is to keep you defeated, living at a lower way of living. Amen. Over here in for Samuel 17. We see David hearing of a battle of the Philistines coming against the children of God. And when he shows up to bring us support, he, he gathers with him food and supplies to, to bring to refresh his brothers. But as soon as he goes there, he's met with disdain. He's met there. Oh, you're just here to see the battle. You're just here to watch and, and kind of just kind of they accused his brothers accused him of a wrong heart. When you're doing what God tells you to do, many times people will accuse you of a poor motive. But there was no motive in David. He wanted to be there for his, for his family. And then what he saw, I really believe, if you looked at the scriptures, he wasn't pleased that there was a Goliath defying the armies of the living God. Because in verse 26 of of 1 Samuel 17, he says this, And David spake unto the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine, and take away the reproach from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? What are these people in your around your in your life who are uncircumcised who have no covenant with basically saying who are these people who have no covenant of God? You have a covenant with God. Why are you not taking your place? Why are you not becoming what I called you to be? I gave you a covenant. Why are we as a nation, a people of covenant, allowing this world to beat us up? See, God has not called you to be defeated. He called you to be a winner. He called you to be an overcomer because greater is the one that lives in you than he that's in the world. You have a covenant. The world does not have a covenant. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, I don't feel anointed. You are anointed. Yes. You are appointed. Right. And God's got something for this city. Yes. Amen. Amen. You're it. Tag. Tag. You're it. Pastor's going to run away from you now. Tag. You're it. To be a leader in your city. Well, me, a leader? God uses the simple things to confound the wise. Quit looking to your resume to qualify yourself. Quit looking at your education to qualify yourself. Look to him that qualifies you. God qualified David. And his qualifications came as, as it pertains to the things that he did while he was his father's sheep herder. Come on, come on. He fought a bear. Mm-hmm. He fought a lion. A little boy killed the, killed the lion. So when he faced Goliath, he said, I am qualified. 
God has already delivered me. I am already a seasoned warrior. I already fought some big fights. I've already lived some great things. I've already, when you've been through something and you've survived something, those things mark you. They said you could not get a job. You could never buy a house. You, you, they, said that, they, they said that you'll never get a promotion. It doesn't, first question, who are they? Who are they? Because, I, because for the last time, look, they usually don't have covenants. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good. I know it's Sunday morning. Everybody's dreaming of some tacos, some sopas at Pedro's house and Crystal's house. I dreamt, I dreamt of sopas. And so here, David, he's saying, I'm going to fight this battle. I'm going to go after this guy. And in verse 32, and David said to Saul, let no man heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go out and fight this Philistine. And Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For you are a youth. And he a man, a war, since his youth. This guy's been fighting since he was a kid. Now he's an adult and he's still fighting. And you're going to fight this guy? And, and, and I love David's response. He starts giving his resume. He says, And David said unto thy servant, Kept thy father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear. And I took a lamb out of his flock. And I went out and delivered him and smote him and delivered him into his mouth. And he arose against me and I caught him by the beard and he smote him and slew him. And the servant uh, slew both the lion and the bear. Say, slew the lion and the bear. God called you to slew, sly, uh, sly, uh, slew, sly, slay some lions and bears in your life. Say lions, lions tigers, tigers, and bears. Oh my. Come on. You, you've been called to slay them things. Not live with them things. Not letting those things dog you anymore. Not letting those issues, not letting issues dog you anymore. Not be, no longer struggling with things. You hear what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. I love it. He, so he told him, and he said, in the, and, and, and Saul said unto David, Go, the Lord be with thee. Little did he know, the Lord was already with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, let me tell you something, from church. The Lord is already with you. Right. Quit acting like he, he ain't with you. And if you feel like he's not with you, where did you last leave him at? I mean, that's a good question. Because some people will leave the Lord where, where they last made their mistake and they felt guilty, where they felt shame. And God says, go back to the place where you felt shame and make it right. Go, go back to the place where you know that when you were in that spot, that things were, go, were flowing right. You know that when you were walking with God, things were flowing and clipping and, and a clip where it seemed like you were in the bubble. Get back to the bubble. Get back to the anointing. Get back to, to living how God told you to live. When we walk out what God has called us to walk out, dreams are birthed. Vision is birthed. Being what God called you to be is birthed. Closeness with God gets answers. Closeness with God gives revelation. Closeness with God gives the anointing. Closeness with God, you're like Enoch who, 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 who walked with God and was no longer there. 
Because God took him. I think there's a, miss, uh, there's a missingness. There's a missing. There's a something missing when people don't walk as they ought to walk with close with God. There's something missing. God wants to replace that thing that's missing. Sometimes you're, you're going to have to just be, when you have no, nothing to, to give, you're just going to have to solely depend on the Lord. And sometimes you won't know what to say until the very, very moment of it. God said, I will tell you at that moment. And he will, and he'll, he'll be there for you. And verse 38, and then Saul armed David with his armor and he put his helmet on, on, of brass upon his head and he armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon his armor and, and he essayed to go for he had not proved it. He decided, he decided it to go not, because he did not. In other words, he took off that armor. He took that armor off because it was not tested. He never fought with armor before. So it wasn't tested. Many of us are doing things that have never been tested. You've never even walked out. But God says, do what I've told you to do. Quit trying to change the script. If I, if I developed you to doing certain, certain, a thing a certain way, continue in what you know to do. Don't let the world try to put something different on you that, that changes your secret sauce, that changes your ability, that, that takes away, because the world will try to put things, oh, you need, to do, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to learn this, you need to do that. How about you just be anointed at you being you? Follow God, follow his plan, follow his purpose. And the Philippines, in verse 40, and the, Philipp, and the Philistines, and the Philippines... Them Filipinos are all over the Bible, I'm telling you. <laughs> and the Philistines came and drew near to David, and, and the man that bare the shield went before him. And then when the Philistine looked, uh, looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was a, but a youth and ruby and a fair countenance. Kids, I, young, young adults, I don't care how old you are, you're never too young to do what God called you to do. Do you hear what I'm saying? All you kids, raise your hand if you hear me talking. How many of you are a kid? Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're a kid. God's talking to you right now. God will use you. Me? Little me? Yes, God will use you. Come on. And the Philistine said unto David, I, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with a stave? In other words, you bring this little squirt. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistines said to David, Come thou to me, and I will give thee your flesh to the fowls and of the air and thy beasts to the field. And then, and then, and then but, but he didn't just sit there and take it. David just didn't sit there and take it after the guy said what he said. Right. Then, Dave, then David said, say, then David said, David said, to the Philistine, thou comest to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I come unto you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, with whom you tried to defy. This day I will this day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee. And he's giving, now he's telling him what he's going to do. He's starting to give him the a la carte menu. He didn't just say, well, you know, he, he spoke up. He said, look, I'm going to eat your lunch today. I'm going to cut your head today. And, and then today, everybody's going to, today the menu's going to be open. Even the birds are going to partake. Come on. Was, was there a major layoff at Foster Farms? Why is everybody so depressed today? 
Uh, did they, they move Black Friday? What's going on? <laughs> Praise the Lord. And the Lord will deliver you in my hand. Yeah. I will smite thee. I will take thy head from thee. Yeah. I will give your carcass unto the host of the Philistines this day, yeah. unto the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth. And all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all the assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with the sword and his spear, for the battle is of the Lord, and he will give you into our hands. Woo! And therefore David ran and stood up to the Philistine and took his sword. Well, let's, let's start. I want to read this. We've got to do this right. In verse 48, And it came to pass that when the Philistine arose, came and drew nigh to meet David, and David hastened and ran towards the army of them to meet the Philistine. Just because the devil, just because the devil stands up and comes towards you, doesn't mean you don't run at him. That's right. That's right. He just he ran at him. Yeah. That, honestly, that really almost kind of violates some things. Yeah. You wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You, I, I'm sure that kind of just kind of must have stunned him a little bit. He's he's probably used to people backing up, yeah, right. but he ran at him. Quit running from your problems. Run at your problems. Quit sticking your head in your sand thinking it's going to change. Yeah, the only time, the only, your life will never change as long as you are ignoring your very problem, your very issues. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just have to run at it yeah, and deal with it. Yes. And thank God he was prepared to deal with it. Because the scripture says he took five stones out of the brook, he put them in his little pouch, and he was ready. He was off. He was ready. Yeah. Some of us are trying to get overly prepared for dealing with yourself. <laughs> I just don't know if I'm ready yet. I just haven't quite yet found myself. Look at yourself right now. Look at your hands. You have found yourself. This whole, this whole, that's a lie from the pit hell. We're just trying to find yourself. You're, yeah. You are wherever you're at. We use that as, as a cop-out to not deal with our issues. Right. You never find yourself not dealing with your issues. You deal with your, when you deal with your issues, you find yourself. When you talk, when you talk to yourself about the difficult things that, you're, that you have going on, you deal with you, then you find God. Then you find yourself because you're, 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 you're pulling down the mass. You're pulling down the parade. You're pulling down the, thing, the, the little image that you think that you have that everybody knows that you really don't have. You think you're the big rooster, but really, you're on the bucket menu. <laughs> think you're the big chicken, but you ain't. You're, you're, on, you're on the menu, and people are ordering. Come on, you're the extra crispy guy. Come on, don't be extra crispy. Be, be, be what God called you to be. Be what God called... God is... Say this, God is looking, God is looking for leaders in this town. And it won't just happen in this town, church. It'll go from just from this town to this yes. county. Yes. Yes. And it'll go from the county to the state. Yes. It could even go to the nation. Yes. But it cannot happen unless you start making your steps. Yes. Your steps are ordered of the Lord. You are mandated by heaven to do what God called you to do. Be the leader of yourself and start with you. 
start leading you. Start at home. Start in your personal affairs. Don't start on everybody else. Start on you. Fix you. Start with you. You do what God called you to do. You be what God called you to be. Verse 49, and David put his hand in his bag and took thence the stones and slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk in his forehead and he fell upon his face of the earth. And David stopped right there. David didn't stop right there. Most of us get the job halfway done and think we're finished. God's saying just because you did one thing doesn't mean the job is finished. It just means it's time to even work harder. So David prevailed over the Philistine with the sling and with the stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword. God provided. I don't need your sword, Saul. I'm going to use his. And he took his sword, drew it out and, sh and sheathed thereof and slew him and cut off his head. Therewith, and when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. <laughs> that would make a great shirt. <laughs> their champion was dead, they fled. <laughs> Come on, when the devil sees you victorious, he yeah. starts running. Yeah. When he starts under, when he, when you begin to understand what he created, what he made, what you're able to do in Christ, yes. then you stop, so you stop being bullied. Too many Christians are getting bullied by life, bullied by circumstances, bullied, bullied by, by what they read, bullied by what they hear. Oh, it's, we're going to have World War III. So, who cares? Another, another rumor of war that I'm supposed to get all excited about so I can start reading the newspapers. All of it's just a bunch of boo-ha-ha. It is. Just try to get you worked up and, and, and angry with your neighbors and fight with other people. God called you to be anointed, not to be afraid. Yes. Amen. Amen. He called you to have courage. Yes. Good. And the last time I looked, when you read at the end of the book, we win. That's right. So if we win, why are you downcast? Why are you downtrodden? Come on. Why are you dismayed? Yeah. Say, I am an overcomer. I'm in Christ Jesus. In Christ. You weren't called to be a loser. And when the, I love that part. When the, when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Like, hey, where'd that guy go? I don't know. He was standing here a second ago, boss, but he took off running. I don't know where he went. And then they said, go get those guys. See, the army, after their champion was dead, just didn't sit there after those, that group. They took off after them. In other words, just because you deal with one thing and it's your, your big high moment yeah, doesn't mean you stop. Good. Just because you, you get in your dream, just because you get your job, just because you bought your, the car that you wanted to get yeah. doesn't mean you stop working and you rest. It means it's time yeah, on. to deal with the enemy yeah. on all fronts. It's time yeah. to find the areas of your life that, that, were, that were in your blind side because mm -hmm. everybody has a blind side. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's things that you don't even see that are there that are there. Like Pastor Melina, I've, I shared a little bit on Wednesday. She says, Marcus, you gave me a look last Sunday at church. I said, I did. I go, no, I didn't. She had, a, she had to show me the video where I was giving a look. 
I thought she was lying. I go, no, just exaggerating. I wasn't even thinking about you. Come on, you know I wasn't thinking about you. <laughs> but apparently I gave a look. And then I go, and I go, I guess I do. I go, I didn't see nothing. But I saw it. I, saw, I didn't realize that I had a look. Do you, do, do you ever realize that you have a look about your face? And someone says, why are you looking at me ugly? I wasn't looking at you ugly. But when, then you would go back, oh, God, I don't know why I was looking at it. I was, you, you're in your own mind. And you're so much into yourself that you forget that you have a face. <laughs> you just have these two cameras right here and you're, you're hearing, but you forget that your face is... <laughs> Come on. God is wanting to take care of the blind spots, the areas in our life that we don't see. And by not pursuing what God has called us to pursue after we just had our big win, not dealing with all the little things in our lives, will really diminish the victory in the long term. Going halfway on everything isn't going all the way. That's how Saul lost the kingdom. Because God told Saul to kill everything, even the sheep. He says, you don't keep any of it. Reflected that he was unwilling to do what God called him to do to the fullness. And when he did that, the, the anointing left him. I believe that that was purely not God wanting to be mean to a nation, but God testing the heart of a king. Will you comply with everything I told you to do? Will you do what I told you to do? If you're not willing to comply on the little things, every detail, the anointing will lift. And there's nothing worse than doing something in life without the anointing of God on your life. Because you will struggle. And you'll wonder what is going on. You'll feel naked. You'll feel by yourself. You'll feel like you've been dropped in the middle of a football field with a lot of people in your tidy whitey underwear. <laughs> if you've had that dream, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you don't, kids don't know what I'm talking about. But back in the day when you were a kid, everybody, every kid, every Christmas you got a pair of tidy whitey underwear. Some of you got, are too old to know this. This is like if you lived in the 70s and 80s, you had to live with this nightmare. You got a package of tidy whitey underwear and that's all you got. You didn't get no, what was it? You don't get the, the little ones with the, the Superman and none of that. You got none of that. You got the plane. And then when you told mom, I want the captain, I want the Spider-Man underwear. No, you got the white one still nonetheless. And you're like, man, all my cousins got that and I didn't got any of those. Now they got colored underwear, they got all these fancy things. It's like, where, where were these people today? Some of my frustrations are still there. I'm learning to get over it. But God is wanting to remove that embarrassment. He's wanting to make, have you learn to be more comfortable in what he's called you to be. Amen. Amen. Did we help anybody this morning? Come on, walking and doing what God called us to do. Because yes. so God builds people. Yes. He builds a man. He builds a woman. Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ain't God good? Yes. I'm, I'm so glad I came to church. I didn't know what God was going to have us do today. I said, well, I'm going to be there to show up and see what God does today. Yeah. And just, just, we just rest on him. We, re- we learn to rest on him. Learn to